Science in diction and fact over fiction. Learning and growing and healing afflictions. Authentic and supportive, knowledge a plethora. Welcome to the Library of Alexandria. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Library of Alexandria. Today's topic is, you do not exist for the comfort and convenience of others. The reason I've chosen to discuss this topic is because this concept is lost on a lot of people, especially women. It represents people-pleasing, which is about being nice, not kind. Nice means pleasant and agreeable. So really, the acts of being nice represent social behaviors dictated by the masses as most favorable because they're the most convenient, generally the most convenient for others. Being kind means being friendly, generous, and considerate. It's about acting and behaving out of authenticity, mindfulness, and empathy. I'll give you some examples. It's nice to attend your friend's party even though you feel sick, but it's not kind. It's not kind to yourself. What's convenient isn't always what's best. In this case, what's most convenient for your friend's feelings is not what's best for you and your health and your well-being. You are choosing to go to this party and suffer so you don't hurt your friend's feelings. It's also an attempt at trying to be nice to yourself because you don't want to feel like a bad friend for not going to the party. Although, not only is it unkind to yourself, it's also unkind to your friend. Because if you are choosing to go to this party when you feel sick, that means you're going to go to this party when you are not your most authentic self. You're not going to be 100 at this party because you're going to be feeling ill. You won't be able to show up with the energy and the mindset and the physical abilities to be as vibrant as you would like to be and to be as vibrant as I would imagine your friend would like you to be because they want you to be there. It would also be unkind to go to the party because you would be spreading disgusting germs and possibly infecting other people, which is very unkind. Here's another example. So it's the holiday season, and one of my favorite Christmas movies is Love Actually. I know a lot of people love that movie. It's fantastic. Now, there is a storyline in Love Actually that really bums me out. It's the storyline between Sarah and Carl. And Sarah's behavior is a perfect example, a perfect representation of her choosing to live under the dogma that she exists for the comfort and convenience of others. So she has a brother with special needs. And because she is the only family that is available to her brother. She has taken on the responsibilities of taking care of him. Now, her brother is in a facility full time, but he is constantly calling her at inconvenient times. He is very demanding of her attention. Whenever he wants it, she drops absolutely everything she's doing, regardless of who she's with, where she is, what she's doing. She drops it immediately to talk to him on the phone. Uh, she will drop what she's doing to go visit him at the facility and tend to whatever it is that he is asking for. And this is her number one priority. Now, while that is kind to her brother, it is kind and generous and deeply loving to be a tremendous support system emotionally and physically for him is beautiful and wonderful and it is absolutely wholehearted and something definitely to admire. The issue is that she puts all of her own 
needs, really her physical needs, her emotional needs and desires and dreams aside, simply to always take care of her brother and be there at his beck and call. Even though he does have full, he does receive full-time care. She still chooses to relinquish all of her needs and desires to support him. And she has a love interest in the movie, Carl. She's had a crush on this man for years. She's in love with him, really. And she has an opportunity to nurture a relationship with him, which was, which she didn't choose to do on her own accord, by the way. Her boss noticed it. Everyone in the, in the office is aware of this. And he said, look, do something about it. Take control of your life. Use your personal agency to create your happiness, to create the life you want to live. Take control. Ask him out. Do something about it. Stop pining and being sad. Do something. And she decides to take him up on that. And unfortunately, right when they are about, actually, no, in the midst, in the midst, right in the middle of them having a romantic encounter, even before they could get to the really juicy, intimate stuff, uh, her brother calls and she tells her brother that she's not busy at all, even though she's in the middle of an intimate moment with this man whom she's been in love with for years. And she drops everything, says, I'm not busy at all. I'll be right there. And that's it. And it's, it's heartbreaking because it's so unkind to herself. She refuses to allow herself to experience joy and abundance. She does she does not believe that abundance is her birthright. She does not believe that she is worthy of abundance and and joy. And it's very heartbreaking and that's just a great example. She can absolutely be a great loving genuine source of support and love and care for her brother. That does not have to change. In addition to that though, she can also live a life of personal joy and fulfillment. And I hope that Sarah eventually comes to that realization and creates the life for herself that she truly wants and deserves. I have just a few more examples on this because I want to be thorough. It's nice to attend an event that your friend is putting on, but it's unkind to leave early. It's nice to go over to your friend's dinner party that they're throwing, but it's unkind to overstay your welcome. It's nice to agree to bring a dish to a potluck, but it's unkind if you only bring a dish that you'll like. For example, if you enjoy very spicy food, you bring a super spicy dish that most likely most people will not enjoy, at least not enjoy as much as you do. I'm also thinking of something exceptionally unique, like something Charles Boyle would bring to a potluck. That is a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference for those of you who know, you know. And one more example, it's nice to agree to water your friend's plants while they're away but it's unkind if you slack off a bit and some of them die. So what I want to underscore today is that I am here to advocate being self-serving, which differs from being selfish. I believe I have spoken about this briefly on the podcast before. I'm not entirely sure. If I haven't, I'm going to get into it into detail now. So being selfish means having a lack of concern for people and their needs and their concerns and choosing to put your personal pleasure and profit Above all else, being self-serving means choosing to put your personal welfare and interests first. So it's pleasure and profit versus welfare and interest. Being self-serving is about taking action in ways to provide ourselves safety and comfort. It means honoring our intuition, advocating for ourselves, asserting our needs, and standing in our worth. It means protecting our peace and maximizing our resources to enhance our peace. And being self-serving allows people to conduct themselves behave, and communicate from a place of genuine authenticity, confidence, mindfulness, and self-awareness without guilt or shame. And in terms of conducting ourselves from a place of genuine authenticity, 
Okay, this is vital because if we don't show up authentically, then we give people a false representation of who we are, meaning what our values are, what our beliefs are, what matters to us and what doesn't, what our boundaries are, etc. People will have a warped sense of our identity and that won't serve them or us well because our relationships with them will be based on a foundation of inauthenticity. Okay, others won't know exactly who we are or how to treat us in the ways we want to be treated because we have chosen to behave in ways that only serve them and cater to their convenience, which keeps us small. And we do this because all too often we're worried about being rejected. And the truth, in order to have authentic and fulfilling relationships, we must show up as our authentic, innate selves. In turn, when we behave inauthentically with others, we are also behaving inauthentically with ourselves. When we do that, we then develop a warped identity within ourselves. For example, if we don't assert our needs to others and then receive positive reinforcement for not asserting those needs, then it's very possible we will develop a sense of self that says something like this. So I used to care about this thing. This thing used to bother me. But because I never talk about it or bring it up, it keeps the peace and people are happy about that. So because my lack of not bringing this up is pleasing others, well, I guess doing that must be working for me. So in that case, I suppose I don't care about that thing anymore either. I guess I'm not bothered by that thing anymore. But I think I still might be? And then you start to train your brain in ways that aren't authentic or innate to how you genuinely feel. And then that's going to build resistance within yourself, maintaining a constant internal battle, which will transfer into your external interpersonal relationships. With that said, you do not exist for the comfort and convenience of others. And when we continuously choose to appeal to the expectations, emotional regulations, needs, and desires of others over our own, we choose to live under the dogma of, I exist for the comfort and convenience of others. Bottom line, honor and respect yourself by putting your personal welfare and interest first. Our welfare is our health, our well-being, and our quality of life. Our interests are our passions, joys, missions, our movements, our desires, and our dreams. Remember, we must rely on ourselves to create the world we want to live in. And if we want to live in a world where each person is respected and honored, then we must first respect and honor ourselves. That's all I have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it served you. I hope it empowered you. And I will see you back here next week. Cheers, everyone. Oh, baby, 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 baby.